Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Imago Day Church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of his gospel. My name is Shane Shaddix. I have the privilege of serving as the discipleship pastor here at IDC, and I'm joined uh, today by, with, here with Kent Bass. I, I don't know how prepositions work. Uh, uh, they, jo- they go somewhere. Joined with. Yes, absolutely. Joined uh, by, joined with. That's right. So this is Kent Bass. He's our counseling pastor. and Not an English professor. professor. That's right. Uh, he's going to join me to uh, talk about, uh, continue our series on, on uh, how do we respond to our sin. Um, so we uh, last time I introduced the idea uh, that we... Uh, sin is not a surprise. It should not be a surprise to us, the ongoing struggle with sin. Um, but we don't want to just stop there and we don't want to be defeated by it. We want to respond to our sin and kind of using the overarching framework of uh, we want to repent uh, of our sin. We want to believe and trust, believe in the gospel, trust Christ in that. And then we want to walk in new life that we have in Christ. So if that's the, the arc that we're following, um, we're going to start digging into some of the particulars that fit under under that arc. Um, and uh, here we're going to start at the beginning. Is, is The premise is how do we respond when, uh, when God shows us our sin? But I want to ask, how does God show us our sin? Like, how, how is it that we come about identifying sin in our lives? Uh, so, uh, Kent, just in your own personal experience, walking with the Lord, uh, dialoguing with people as you're counseling with them and discipling them, but then also as you just read the scriptures, what are some categories that we can give to folks to, to think about how how the Lord actually brings an awareness to, of sin in our lives to us? Yeah, well, I, I think... You said it there in the first one, as we look at the scriptures, you know, I think the, the one of the first places that it kind of comes to mind for me is, is the Bible. Like God's word is doing that for us. It's, it's creating uh, kind of a foundation for us to have an awareness of what's in bounds and what's out of bounds. You yeah. know, even, even, you know, the law, you know, to go back to the old Testament and think about the 10 commandments like that, that's kind of what they're doing. They're, they're kind of setting a standard or a benchmark for this is how you live. And, and so I think what that does then is when you see, here's the right way to live, Anything that doesn't look like that thing or even kind of directly pushes back against that kind of reveals to us like, oh, I've missed the mark here. So I think the scriptures are obviously doing that for us. Yeah, it's good. Uh, a good the obvious place to start there. And I mean, if we think about what sin is um, in a broadest sense, it's kind of this violation of God's. God's shalom, his created order, but in a, in a slightly more narrow sense, it's anything that goes against his character, his will, his ways. Mm. Well, how, how do we know God? How is it that his character and will and ways are made known to us? Well, he reveals it to us in the scriptures. Mm. Uh, we meet and know God there. And as we get to see and know him better, then we begin to see in our own lives and the world around us. That doesn't line up with the God that is revealed in the yeah. scriptures, whether it's out in the world or in, as we're talking about today, in my own, in my own life. Like this is not consistent with the character mm-hmm. of the Lord. Yeah. And I, th- and I think uh, it's not overly complicated. I think there's kind of two main ways that the scriptures do that. You've got the don't do's, mm. which, you know, the thou shalt not, sure. you know, yeah. uh, which that seems pretty obvious, right? If we're, if we're, how do we become aware of the things we shouldn't do when the scriptures say, don't do that thing. Yeah. It's giving us a pretty clear category. But I also think that happens in the in the positive, in the sense that where the scriptures say, this is how you should live. Yeah. When we start kind of cultivating and developing that understanding and those frameworks, well, then those other things kind of become sure. even clearer. So that, that the, the, the thou shalt nots, even if they're not explicit in some ways, they crystallize more for us when we see this this kind of path I'm yep. on seems to push against what the scriptures hold out to. And there, there are probably two places, I think, in the scriptures that have been particularly helpful for me thinking about how the Bible reveals this, more from understanding the, the right way to live, which then kind of uh, brings an awareness of, have I missed the mark there? So one would be in 
uh, in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians four, uh, Paul says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, yeah. but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it give, they may give grace to those who hear. So you've got kind of, uh, kind of four kind of aspects of that passage, no corrupting talk, good for building up, mm. fits the occasion, may give grace. And as I've kind of thought through that, that, that creates a little bit of a, of a framework for me that if, if I've just said something that doesn't build up, that I recognize, like, I, I think I've missed the mark. Mm, you know, I think I've, good. I think I've failed or probably sinned in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I've not given grace in my speech, you know, so I think that, that certainly there's a, there's a let no corrupting talk. There's a negative there. There's a don't do this, but then you've got these three other kind of positives. This is what your speech should look like. And so anytime I recognize in myself or someone else helps me see like, uh, this this has created a category for me, okay. and I didn't live up to that. Yeah. So, the, so meditating and thinking through that that passage in terms of speech has been really helpful. And then the other one would be in James, uh, at the end of James three, uh, thinking about conflict. Uh, James says the the wisdom from above is is first pure and peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And so that that's a that's created a framework for me as I think about right. how I relate to people and what it looks like to have godly wisdom in relationships, particularly when it comes to navigating conflict. If in any way, shape or form that I'm being self-reflective, or if someone comes back to me and says, hey, what you said, and it doesn't mm-hmm. hit at one of these categories, yeah. I just recognize, oh, like my, my speech was not gentle there. Yeah. Like I, the scriptures have created an awareness for me of yeah. my sin, not by saying, don't speak this way, yeah. but by saying your speech should be this. Yeah. You should be gentle in how you speak and how you relate. And sure. so those two passages, I think maybe more than any others have really helped create a framework for me in, in recognizing here's the way I should be living. And when I, and I gain that kind of awareness or sensitivity to, I haven't done that. It's, it's, it's helping me see like, Ooh, I've, I've missed something there. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, along similar lines to those, to those lists, those kind of, uh, a little less categorical, you know, the, the text that you gave us, give us, you know, some, some categories and stuff like that. I'm often helped by what Paul likes to do, which is get a little bit more granular and actually mm-hmm. say like, these are, you know, two, two that come to my mind, Colossians three, you get these, these, these parallel lists, one that is marks of the flesh or marks mm-hmm. of the old man in Colossians three. Uh, and then one is, uh, marks of the new man, marks of Christ in us. And so it's just like, well, here's, here's what the old man, uh, looks like, put, put, put off then, you know, put on, uh, put, put off, uh, Sorry, I'm just spacing. Uh, the bad you know, stuff. Yeah, the bad stuff. Um, yeah, anger, wrath, jealousy, slander, like all of these things that mark our fallen natures, um, lying, jealousy, all, all of those things. And then put on Christ, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. So like you get these uh, these lists of things, one that is holding up saying this is this is really the characteristics of of your sinful nature. And then this is characteristic of the new nature that's being formed mm-hmm. in Christ. The other place would be Galatians five, which I think is a text we'll come back to again mm-hmm. and again in the series uh, that also has, you know, the works of the flesh are evident, but the works of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit uh, is also evident. And, and he kind of gives us uh, features there. I think that we can use, but yeah. So all, all that to say, I think the, the scriptures are, you know, have to be our starting place. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, one of the reasons why the Lord gives us his word, obviously is yeah. to help us understand how should we live yeah. and how do we know if we've not lived that way? So it's good. Uh, last thing I'll say on the scriptures uh, element is how helpful it is to when we're talking about sin in our lives to use Bible language. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we can adopt kind of cultural language or just even just kind of c- casual conversation. Um, and we're trying to describe something that's off and, and like, yes, and amen. But if we're examining our hearts or if we're pursuing godliness, let the Bible like 
give us language to describe what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, it's it's one thing to say messed up. It's another thing to say, I sinned against God, right? Mm-hmm. It's another thing to say, I wasn't careful with my eyes. It's another thing to say, uh, I had lust, like I was lusting, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. And, and giving, and, and I think it, it pushes us to consider the gravity a little mm-hmm. bit more. Uh, the, sometimes we try to soften the, mm-hmm. the, what's going on in our sin uh, by kind of skirting around it. Like, let's go to the scriptures and let them say, here's what's, Here's what's coming out of you. Here's what's going on mm-hmm. uh, in your heart. So, um, okay. So, if the scriptures are the first category, where else can we go to uh, for the Lord to show us our sin? Yeah, I mean, I think the Holy Spirit obviously is kind of a second major category yep. where uh, the, the Spirit's bringing conviction, helping us uh, have an awareness. You know, I, one of the things that I find myself doing a lot in kind of the counseling realm is having the conversation around awareness, you know, talking mm. about having an awareness of God himself. Yeah. And so clearly, uh, clearly God in us, right. Empowering us, giving us discernment, helping us understand, as Jesus said, he, the, the spirit will teach you all, you know, help you understand all that I've taught you rather. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think the spirit then becomes like uh, an important aspect for us as we grow in our awareness of what the spirit is doing in us and empowering us. So that, that would be the second place I would, I would yeah. think about. And and uh, you tell me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but is it fair to connect the 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 indwelling spirit? And I think of Jesus even saying the spirit's going to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. Like that's one of the things the spirit is doing is convicting us of sin. Um, is it fair to relate that or put in the same category the idea of conscience there? Like the the spirit working inside our conscience and that kind of awareness that we have of rightness and wrongness. And I mean, everybody's got a conscience, even if they don't have the spirit, but the spirit is kind of like reforming and and working through our conscience to kind of make us aware is that is that a fair connection to make? yeah i think so I, I wouldn't i wouldn't uh i haven't spent a ton of time thinking in in the area of conscience necessarily but i but i think the scriptures are telling us hey don't quench the spirit yep. well then they, we have to ask the question okay why not mm-hmm. what happens if i quench the spirit uh and i think one of the implications is that i'm not going to be able to live in godly ways that I've been called to live. Yeah. Like I'm losing some kind of power or some kind of discernment to recognize right versus wrong when I'm quenching the spirit or when I'm being led by kind of internal desire or the kind of the, the ways of the world, as opposed to know the spirit of God is meant to, to lead and to guide and yeah. to give discernment and bring clarity and all those things. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely those two things are related for sure. Yeah. I think the <clears throat> the scriptures talk about the, uh, you that conscience and relate as a gift to the believer. The, mm-hmm. the, the conscience is don't ignore your conscience. I mean, this, the scriptures like it, to, if anyone believes something to be sin and then they do it, even if that thing itself is not inherently against God's law, mm-hmm. you think it's sinful and you do it, you're sinning, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, you can't, you, you've got to embrace your conscience and like in some ways, and you've got to follow it because your conscience is telling you God doesn't like that. And that is not according to his will and ways. And so you need to, and, and again, for the believer, what we want is our conscience is being formed and, and shaped into, uh, the, you know, according to the will of God mm-hmm. by the spirit. As I think those, those two categories go together. Yeah. And I think, I think for many of us, our, the function and the gift of our conscience is really underdeveloped, but it should, yeah. it should ping us, right? When, when we have that internal sense of like, mm, something's off here, like don't ignore that. Like that is, it could be the spirit working through your conscience to say something is going on in your heart that mm-hmm. you need to, to pay attention to. Yeah. And I think as we talk about the Bible and we talk about the spirit, you know, and that immediately makes me think of, of, of like this category of, oh, we've got spiritual disciplines. You know, uh, when, when you ask a, someone a question, Hey, uh, what are, what are the spiritual disciplines that you, that you, I mean, Probably the first two things someone's going to say is Bible intake, uh, yeah. right? Reading the Bible and prayer. Yeah, uh, those and and I think rightfully so. Sure. You know, and I think when I when I think about uh, kind of this um, 
awareness of sin and, and we've got the scriptures and we've got the Holy Spirit, um, it, it just reminds me the, the importance of, you know, am I, am I giving time to the things of the Lord? You know, the, there's mm. one way we can look at the, at the spiritual disciplines. And I think we can, we can put a kind of weight on them that says, if I do these things, I will be fill in the blank. Yeah. Almost like the, the disciplines themselves are the thing that's making you right. holy and sanctifying you. And, and I had a, had a friend one time who said, you know, it's, it's not, it, the disciplines don't make you holy. They're creating space in your life for the Lord to be able to work in you. And so I think, you know, as we think about what the spirit is doing and not quenching the spirit, like when you feel that kind of gut check, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, do we pray and ask the Lord to give us a sensitivity to the spirit within us? And I think, you know, obviously we think about praying to God, the father, we pray to Jesus. I hear very few people praying mm. to God, the spirit, uh, which, you know, I think is, is talk about things being underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it'd be, you know, a, I think a very, uh, kind of helpful, useful, right prayer is like, Holy spirit, like help me understand what I'm feeling mm. right now. You're the one that's meant to give me mm. kind of discernment and understanding. And so, um, we've got that, that spirit in us. And so I think we should, we should kind of live in light of him. Yeah. John Owen be, would be, uh, would be proud if you're, uh, commending the, the communion with the spirit there. Uh, last category. We, uh, so we talked about uh, the scriptures. We talked about um, the spirit. What w- would be the third place you would point to, to for, for the Lord to show us our sin? Yeah, I would say uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, you yeah. know, the church community of saints. So nothing revolutionary or, yeah. or kind of wild here. We've got Bible spirit and God's people. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think uh, the, the blessing of, um, having other people that can speak into our, our, our lives, but this one can get really tricky, right? Because we get, there's barriers there, right? We sure. get defensive and we you know, protective or whatnot. What's the, what's the, uh, the best, any advice in terms of receiving that kind of, I, I'm blindsided. I'm totally blind to some sin in my life. And then here comes my brother out of left field, just, and like throw something down. Like you got to deal with this or whatever. What, what should a Christian's response to that be? Yeah. I think humility says that my first, my first response is I'm going to be, be willing to hear. I might initially disagree but even in my disagreement, loving someone who hopefully they're they're coming to me because they love me, loving them is going to say, I'm willing to hear you out. Let's have a conversation as opposed to uh, that kind of initial like you're wrong, you know, it, which they could be. Yeah. Uh, but I think we have to be willing to consider we could be wrong in part. They could be wrong in part. Uh, but I think until we have that conversation where we walk in humility and we say, I'm, I'm willing to listen to someone. Uh it's going to be really hard to know if what yeah. they say has any validity or not. So I think, I think humility would, yeah. would, would lead us to, to at least consider what they have to say to be, and to be prayerful about yeah. it, to search the scriptures, use those other kind of elements that we have to kind of discern and say, okay, does what they say line up with what yeah. I see in God's word? And does it, does it, is there a conviction being produced in me in light of what I hear from them and what I see in the scriptures? So. Yeah. I think that last part is, is huge, right? Because often we feel like we just, uh, maybe, maybe we're protected because we feel like we just have to yield to this person. But if we realize I can receive from them and I can take, take it and go to the, go to the text, yeah. go to the scriptures, go to prayer and, and actually ask the Lord uh, kind of a Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know mm-hmm. my thoughts and see if there's any grievous way in me. Like, yeah. I don't need to pretend there's no sin in my life. I need the Lord to reveal it to me. And here my brother, my sister, has come to me and said, I think you should look at this. And I also think of like Matthew 18, that, that the mm-hmm. whole, I mean, we often think of it as like the, the church discipline passage, but like what's happening all the way before the church has to vote somebody out or whatever is 
brothers and sisters are going to one another and saying, Hey, we think, we think you're not, you're not seeing this correctly. Mm -hmm. And ideally that's happening all the time in our lives Mm -hmm. and we're receptive to that. So, um, I like those, I like those three categories. I think they're very helpful. They could be nuanced. We could build them out. We've talked about, you know, we, you and I talked experience and just living with the Lord suffering, all that, all those things. Uh, but those three categories that, that you've given, I think are, are, uh, particularly helpful. So we'll call it there. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Um, thank you, IDC family, for listening and engaging. We hope this is helpful just to give you some handles uh, for how the Lord can continue to show us uh, our, our sin. Not not that it would stop there, uh, but that it would be unto the end that we would uh, see it, that we would repent of it, we would believe in the gospel, and that we would walk in the, the, the life that Christ has called us to and made available to us uh, by his cross. So thank you guys, and we'll talk to you next week.